The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Our guest for this middle segment is Mark Daniel Snyder, who is a communications manager for the Transgendered Law Center. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday was a historic day for California. Jerry Brown signed into law AB 1266, which requires California public schools to respect students' gender identity and even allows them to participate in all school activities, including sports teams that match their agenda. Uh, gender identity. First off, congratulations. And second, how is this victory won? Thank you. You know, we are, we're ecstatic. Um, this is historic and it really couldn't have been won without the support of um, the assembly members, the Senate, uh, the strong support of Speaker Perez, uh, of course, the governor, and a lot of organizations from the GSA network, the ACLU, of course, Transgender Law Center, but also many allies, including the California Teachers Association, the California School Counselors, um, and the California Parent Teachers Association. So this bill actually had really broad support. How do you build such a coalition to get a bill passed? Did did it take a matter of years, or did that coalition just kind of come together from the earlier uh, transgender legislation in the past, and then you just upped the ante on this? You know, I think our culture is shifting and people are beginning to see that treating each other with fairness and um, making sure that all students have an opportunity to succeed is good for everybody. And I think that um, the great example set by LAUSD, the LA Los Angeles uh, Unified School District, really helped to show that this was something that can be done successfully. And, um, you know, we did come together rather quickly on this bill. I think it, it was um, introduced um, just a, just as several months ago. So, um, you know, our allies really pulled together, and it's been a wonderful uh, experience collaborating and, and working together with all of these organizations for our youth. How does this bill differ from some of the older bills that were designed to address the issue of inclusion for transgendered kids at K-12? through well, you know, the 2005 Gender uh, Non-Discrimination Act, um, it does say that all Californians should be treated um, with fairness and that Californians should not be discriminated against based on their gender identity or expression. Uh, but what this bill does is really clarify the law to make sure that schools understand their responsibility to transgender students. And... Um, so while it already was the law, this bill makes it very clear to the schools because some schools were confused and some schools were blatantly disregarding the law. So now it will be very explicitly clear that schools must um, treat transgender boys like all the other boys and transgender girls like all the other girls so that they have a fair chance to succeed. Of course, the Christian right is having a field day with this new law. Their focus, of course, is on the bathrooms. Uh, can you answer this question from the opposition? It was aired yesterday on the Frank Sontag show. Uh, this is Frank. Transgender students, sure. they're not trying to make a, a, a real wave here. They're just trying to blend in. And my mind goes to, okay, that may be true, but how many young boys, now because this is in existence as law, can basically say, I feel like I'm a girl today and just walk right on over into the girls' locker room and make himself at home. 
I let him say that because I couldn't say that without laughing. Um, so how do you address that <laughs> issue? Well, you know, um, this this type of treating transgender students with fairness has been in practice uh, for many years, almost a decade in in the Los Angeles School District and. LAUSD is sometimes the first, sometimes noted as the second largest school district in the country. And this just hasn't been a problem in L.A., and it hasn't been a problem in San Francisco where the policy has been in place. Uh, Also, similar policies are in place in other states across the country, and it hasn't been a problem. And, you know, schools already have policies in place to handle misbehavior. And so what this bill is really about is making sure that transgender students have the ability to participate fully as their their full selves in school. You know, at Transgender Law Center, we receive many calls from transgender youth, and they they tell us that um, they are being forced to use the nurse's restroom and, and face exclusion that way, or they are unable to participate in gym class and get the credits that they need to graduate from school on time. Uh, we've even heard from young people who've been physically sick because they were unable to use the facilities that match their gender identity. And so this is really about making sure all students have a fair playing field. Yeah, and their Christian rights focus has also been on sports teams. This is Frank's guest from yesterday, Bob Tyler, the founder of the Faith and Freedom Foundation. And uh, if you could address this, again, I'm playing it because I can't sure. get through this quote without laughing. It is so insane that my next question is this, is that when you, know, you have this average six-foot-tall uh, you know, boy who's in yep. high school, yep. he's, on, he's on the basketball team, but he, he's not very good, so he decides to join the girls' basketball team and claim he's a female. Suddenly he's outstanding, and he's, he's in the top you know, of all athletes in the state when it comes to girls' basketball. Is he going to be able to get a girl's scholarship to uh, UC, UCLA or something now because it's a state school? So how would you address that? Uh, uh, I don't know what you would call that argument. Well, first of all, it's important to understand that the gender identity is something really um, inherent inside of yourself. It's your deep sense of being male or female. And so... Um, and being transgender, unfortunately, is, is not popular in our society. <laughs> transgender young people face extraordinarily high rates of harassment, discrimination in school and outside of school. And so to think that um, the high school jock is all of a sudden going to, to switch genders um, for a few days to get a leg up on a sports team is pretty preposterous. And not only that, we just haven't found that to be the case in schools where this has been the policy for years. Uh, furthermore, transgender students, like all students, come in many sizes and have many skill sets and ranges of interests. And so the notion that um, a transgender student is going to somehow have a competitive edge has actually not been proven either. It's, um, you know, we're all, we're all very diverse. And so that has not been an issue in any of the schools um, as well. And I'd also like to add that the California Interscholastic Federation, which oversees sports programs in the state, has had a policy that um, ensures transgender students are able to play on the appropriate sports team now uh, as well. So this law really um, 
just clarifies and strengthens existing laws and policies. And to clarify, the actual rule of the CIF is that the people has to have a consistent gender identity that differs from the uh, the, li- the one that was listed on the pupils' school registration record. So it has you can't just show up one day and just want to do this just for the hell of it. Um, so as someone who, yeah, as someone who is transgendered, I know the last clip I played uh, is a person that comes from a place of ignorance and fear about what it's like to be a transgendered person. The only concern I have about uh, a trans teen woman on a girls softball team is this. When Renee Richards played women's tennis as a trans woman, she was on estrogen, so her muscle mass was reduced down to that of a woman. From my understanding, uh, trans teen uh, girls aren't allowed to be on estrogen hormones until they're 18. So would that produce an unfair unfair playing field? You know, we haven't seen, we have not seen an unfair playing field to be an issue in any of these schools or states where these policies are in place. And um, I'm personally not sure about that Rule of 18 and estrogens. So I can't answer that okay. appropriately for you. All right, that's fine. Um, so getting away from the flashpoints that the Christian right has brought up, how does this uh, new law help the, in the everyday lives of a transgendered teenager? Wow, you know, um, I spend some time with the GSA network, and they organize an event every year called Queer Youth Advocacy Day, and at Queer Youth Ad- Advocacy Day, I met several transgender youth for whom this bill would be really life-changing for them. And it's just incredible to think that now they and, and other transgender teenagers like them, they'll be able to wake up and go to school knowing that they can be themselves and that the law protects them. Um, you know, they'll be able to go to gym class and be a boy in gym class like, like they always felt they should be. And they'll be able to simply go to the restroom and it won't have to be a big deal. Um, these are things that some of us take for, you know, take for granted every day. And so this is very important for them. And I think that over the years, um, we're going to see that this benefits all students um, because it's going to teach everybody about fairness. And we're going to see that transgender students are succeeding. And it's just, it's heartwarming, and, and it makes me proud to be a Californian. Oh, definitely. Um, one of the things I love about your website is a man holding up a single sign that says, we are more than just marriage. What more has to be done yeah. to ensure equal rights for the LGBT community in California? Yeah, uh, More Than Marriage is a campaign that we launched this year. We're really excited about it. Just to remind folks um, that marriage equality is really great and and so important to many people, including transgender people, for a lot of reasons. Uh, But there's so much work to be done. You know, transgender folks still face a lot of um, discrimination in the workplace, in the healthcare settings. Uh, So there's a lot more work to be done. Immigration is one area. Prison reform is one area where transgender folks experience a lot of discrimination. So we're working with a lot of allies collaboratively, a lot of other organizations, you know, together to kind of create a web of, you know, a a social safety net, if you will, Mm -hmm. and um, really, really change our society to be one where everybody is able to be their authentic selves. Oh, definitely. Um, From my perspective, it seems that California is closing in on being complete with its array of LGBT rights laws. How do you focus on the rest of the country? You know, I think there's 31 states where you can be fired for just being gay. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of work to be done. 
And, you know, even here in California where we have amazing laws, we still hear a lot of reports about violence, and uh, we've got to make sure those laws are implemented on the ground. We've got to make sure employers understand the law and that they're treating their employees with fairness. We've got to make sure that health insurers are covering transition-related care and other medically necessary care for trans folks. Um, but, you know, we can also set the example here for other states. And we are working in other states um, and our partners in other states to make sure that the laws change there. We, of course, uh, advocate nationally for ENDA, the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. I also do want to note, though, um, some folks uh, may have missed it, uh, the EEOC ruled that transgender people are protected under Title VII, that's the sex discrimination part of the Civil Rights Act. Uh, so transgender folks are protected in the workplace under that ruling. And so if a transgender person is not hired or fired for being transgender uh, or gender nonconforming, actually, they can go to their local EEOC office and file a complaint. And that complaint will be investigated um, by the federal government, and, and they interpret the law to include protections for transgender folks. That's really that's so awesome. that's important for folks to know. Yeah, definitely. You brought up violence, and um, one of the things that infuriates me is I only played you two clips from yesterday's show that was on another radio station. I sat through 30 minutes of that, and I thought, you know, your bigotry is adversely affecting my safety right now. Uh, is there any way that you can have, like a, like, a hate speech or a propaganda law where if you just put out flat falsities like that, um, you're liable when the trans person gets attacked? You know, I'm not a lawyer. You'd have to ask a lawyer yeah. those kind of legal questions. I know that we do have some sort of laws around inciting violence, of course, but um, we've seen over the years so much violent speech in the media uh, directed towards transgender people, and I have no doubt that that, you know, infiltrates its way into our culture. Uh, but but I'm also really hopeful. I see that changing. Look, at we've got Glee. We've got trans young people on Glee transitioning and um, having the support of their teens on television for millions of young people to see. Uh, we've got folks like Chaz. We've got um, the Miss America contestant. We've got um, folks like my executive director, Mason, going on MSNBC and other channels. The past few years have really seen a sea change in pop culture, and I think that's really going to help to reduce the violence over. Um, but we've also got to work with our local communities, our local police forces, you know, team up with the Human Rights Commission-type organizations in the city governments, and there's so much work to be done to reduce violence. Education in the schools, I mean, these school policies are going to go a long way because now young people will see um, the value of, of fairness, and young people will be learning about LGBT history in their schools soon. So I think that the younger generations are really going to really going to start changing things. And, and I saw that at Queer Youth Advocacy Day. I saw um, straight young people like hanging out with their arms around their transgender friends. And when I was a kid, you know, and I'm only 30, when I was a kid in rural Pennsylvania growing up, I just, I never would have saw that. And it's, it's really inspiring. So I think it's important to remain hopeful.
Oh, definitely. My guest has been Mark Daniel Snyder. He is at the Transgendered Law Center. Uh, if someone has wants to know more information about it, how do they get in touch with you on the web? Sure, just visit transgenderlawcenter.org. If you have a legal issue, you can always click on Help, Get Help. Um, and our Facebook page is very, very active and fun, uh, and that's facebook.com slash translawcenter. Mark, thanks for being on the show on very short notice, and, uh, and uh, good luck with your future endeavors at the Transgender Law Center. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Okay, this is the Heather McCoy Show.